does a fish love swimming? <laughs> nah, they just swim. You know, do you love walking? Not like power walking. Like, do you love just walking? You, it, you're grateful that you can walk, but you right. don't love walking. That's how music was. Like, I've always just been good at it. Yeah. So I've never loved it. It's just always been there. It's just something that you do. Welcome to Becoming Better with Jeff Ponders. We deal with who we are, where we've been, where we're going, and who we're becoming to get there. It's time to leave your ego at the door and deal with real life. It's time to become better. Welcome to the Be Better Podcast. My name is Jeff Ponders II, and here we talk about who we are, who we want to be, and who we're becoming to get there. Today, my guest is one of my best friends in the whole world. Say that selfishly because he actually he actually is. This is Art Merriweather III, who is a renowned audio engineer and uh, and purveyor of beards. He grows amazing beards. He's been doing that since he was too young to be able to grow a beard, and so we were always worried about him. Yep, I've got red, black, and I'm starting to get some white in, so I'm going calico. It's kind of <laughs> nice. I'm going calico. A calico beard. Oh man. All right, man, thank you for uh, joining me. Um, it's like I had a choice. <laughs> I was like, I mean, what, you what am I going to tell you, no? Yeah, I'm not coming to do your podcast. You could, but I know where you live. Yeah, exactly. It's like, no, oh, yeah, I'm a beer. Yeah, So, we, but we're here. Yeah, we're here. And we are, we are here in the house where we spent a lot of time. Yep, cat back. Yep, long, long time ago. And uh, now we're, I'm not old yet. You not all the way old. No, nah, you only got me by what, two months? No, you got me by two months. I mean, yeah, I mean, just younger wise, yeah, two months, yeah, it's all right. It's fine, we're not old yet. Yeah, we're not old yet. But, <laughs> but, getting there. yeah, yeah. Bones, knees, yeah, right kneecap, man. Yep, I think about it now, <laughs> I don't jump off of stuff no more. I, I walk down steps, take them one at a time. There ain't no skipping, no nothing. Nope, because cause you know what happens. Yep. That, that one time it just goes. And they get that sting in your ankles. And it's oh, like, no, what I don't is have ankle stings. I just get lower back and knee. Oh, no. See, I ain't but actually, that. yeah, that's, that's if I squat too much. That's all. Yeah. No, I see. I, I cut down on squatting like that. I mean, I go, I go light. That's because you're, that's cause you're, you're smart and responsible. Yeah, you're smart, responsible man. <laughs> well, man, I want to uh, talk a bit about just your journey and going from you know, us being big head kids trying to play music to you doing world tours with Bruno Mars and and a whole bunch of other folks. Um, so, man, so the art I know started as a musician, torn between music and engineering, um, and then found his way into doing stuff that he loves doing on his own terms, man. Just in your own words, man, let's start from being kids and how you, you know, kind of fell in love with music or whatever Whatever it was, wherever that kernel was, let's start with that. Kind of weird. I don't think I don't think I ever I ever fell in love with music. It was one of those things that I just always did. Mm-hmm. I tell people it's like it's like does a fish love swimming? <laughs> nah, they just swim. You know, do you love walking? Not like power walking. Like, do you love just walking? You it, you're grateful that you can walk, but you right. don't love walking. That's how music was. Like I've always just been good at it. Yeah. So I've never loved it. It's just always been there. It's just something that you do. Yeah. So I was like, all right, yeah, cool. So as a kid, I was taking vi- uh, xylophone, 
xylophone <laughs> lessons um, and piano lessons. And we were learning Luther Vandross songs. As a kid? As a kid. And as a kid, we were playing, I mean, I was seven. We were playing with like two sticks in each hand. What kind of teacher had y'all playing Luther songs? A, a black woman. As who? Then we know who. Real plan was uh, Our Promise to Love Faithfully. But what happened was um, the teacher would sing the part out, and I go, and I play it back. And she went, oh. Okay, uh, how about you show the kids around you? Okay, cool. So again, she sing another part out and I go, huh. After watching, she said, okay, I'm gonna do some special classes for you and all the other kids. So, um, you know, playing piano and couldn't stand practicing, couldn't stand reading. I, to this day, Sorry, Mr. Mack, if you're hearing this. I can count on two hands the number of times I practice trumpet. Really? For me, it was always fun playing with other people. So it made no sense to play by myself. Like if I'm not performing for somebody or playing with people, then what's the point of practicing? Like it was always fun. I never looked at getting good at it. It was just something I was naturally good at. So I'm not gonna practice getting good at it. So I'm gonna do whatever's fun. So. I'm like, yo, you know, even when we were in high school, you uh-huh. know, playing, I'm like, yo, just run the song a couple times. I'll get it down. I'm not going to practice too. it at home. Just just run it. You know, I'm going to lose my music, so I'm going to know it by heart. <laughs> so we just run it a few times. So what happened was as a kid, uh, when to practice and I'm playing the songs and I would just stare at the book, but I would just memorize all the songs. I would play them all back. And one day I'm playing, you know, I guess I went through a couple songs and I didn't look up and I just looked down and just kept playing them. And the teacher said, you know what? Took the book away and said, play it again. And I went and played it. And she said, you haven't been reading this whole time. And it's probably a couple years now. I said, no, I haven't been reading. She said, you know, we're going to work on your ear. And then I think she got married and went away. <laughs> but by then, I had started playing trumpet, and uh, it just started going from there. Yeah. You know, from us playing jazz band to whatever. But once again, I always thought of it as something that you did for fun. Yep. I never knew you could make money from it. Yeah. No one told me that you could. I knew that Michael Jackson was rich. I didn't know how he got rich because no one ever paid me for it, and I didn't know like when we had that combo. Yeah, which was <laughs> I, nah, I, nah, I paid you when we started getting. Well, but that's but the, that's the combo. Kids. This is what happened. Mr. Mac had oh, us one. do the combo, and it was you know yeah. you know what the group was, but he caught the combo, the Arthur Mary were the combo. So when they announced it, you all looked at me, and I'm like, "Yo, I didn't call the group that <laughs> at all." But they paid us, and I went, "Oh, but that's nice of them. I don't know why they did that." I never. Oh, you didn't know. I never knew that people got paid to do that. I've been playing since I was seven in bands and everything. No one ever paid me. And I thought that why would someone pay me to do something that's easy? Like it's it's the equivalent. Why would someone pay me to walk? Right. Why would someone pay me to do music? No one broke down the music part, like the business part of it. Uh So when I got to college, you know, am, am I going to have a career in music? No, because 
people don't get paid to do music. No one ever showed me that Man. side of it. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, I don't have to get a real job. All right, I'm gonna go into electrical engineering. So I went to electrical engineering, took physics too, electromagnetics, and said, bump this. I am not <laughs> dedicated my life to this. Called home because my, you know, dad's an electrical engineer. And I said, uh, Dad, there ain't no way I'm going into electrical engineering. I don't know what you were on, but I'm not doing this. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, we know I, I, I went to U of M, you know, because they had a good engineering school and a good B school. So I'm like, oh, let me check out the business school. So I went in and they asked me, um, well, what's your GPA? And I told them what my GPA was, and they said, yeah, let's, let's not do this. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> thanks for being honest. I'm just gonna get up out of here. Don't even, don't even think about me being here. This never happened. So now I thought, well, maybe I'll be a math teacher. Once again, music doesn't make you money. And right. even in college, I played in a band and we got paid in pizza. Like, I remember we won some money for a talent show, but once again, it's a prize. Right. It's not. It's not compensation. Yeah, for it's work. not compensation. Right. So we got paid in pizza. Like, I've never still not getting paid for music. Man. So um, I thought about being a math teacher, actually went to the like certification classes. And I was like, legit, like, all right, I'm going to be a math teacher because of Mr. Sanford. I, I signed up for the classes and I remember sitting in probability and, you know, first day and the teacher's talking about, you know, coursework and what we're going over. And I sat there and thought, I don't like math that much. And I got up and left. <laughs> the teacher's kind of like, uh, uh -huh. like, yeah, I'm not doing this. So I was in a band <laughs> and everyone was this thought, Funktail? no, this was before Funktail. This yeah. is like synthesis, like pre-Funktail. And um, everyone thought I was a music major. So I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm in for electrical engineering. They're like, what in the world? So Art, the music school has a sound engineering program. I think you might be interested in it. And I was like, sound engineering? Don't even sound like a thing. Like, nah, man, I ain't doing that. So it got to a point where I'm in school and I'm thinking, yo, I gotta find a way to graduate. <laughs> electrical engineering is not happening. Business school nope. just looked at me and, just gave me the no face. <laughs> I'm not gonna be a math teacher because I don't like math that much. Man, Eric was talking about that sound engineering program. Well, let me go and check that thing out. And sure enough, I saw the coursework and I'm like, yo, it's music and engineering. I still gotta take electromagnetics. Ah, bump it, whatever, I'll just power through that. All right, well, yeah, I'm gonna go into this. So I called home and told my old man, you know, I think I'm, I'm, gonna, go into, I'm gonna go into sound engineering. And he said, sound engineering don't even sound like a thing. Like, I'm like, yeah, see, he that's said, what I said. Just like that too. Yeah, exactly. Like, what is something? Why don't you just do that on the side? I said, Dad, nah, this sound engineering thing is gonna work. And it wasn't too much he could say because I was there on scholarship. So I'm like, <laughs> all right, I'm going into sound engineering. And then after that, I was like, yo, this is great. Once again, thinking that I had to get a real job. So I'm like, all right, I'm gonna work for Sony or for Panasonic. It wasn't until I found out what the Neptunes got paid. Oh. And I went, oh my gosh, they make how much for putting together songs? It's music or bust. And that was it. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm gonna be a producer and just figure this thing out. So that just started, you know, the whole journey of, you know, becoming a sound engineer. And just, I tell folks, I just got too close to the water. I wanted to be a producer. <laughs> That was my goal, oh, yeah. as you know. I wanted to be a producer, and I went about it 
you know, every day I would wake up in the morning, start working on music. Like that was it. Yep. And I got too close to the water. When I got home, I always tell this story, of course, with hot sauce. All of my friends were fantastic musicians, fantastic singers, uh, dope producers. No one knew how to engineer. So I would go in and I'm like, what are you doing? Like, all this stuff is clipping. Your gang structure is off. And I would sit down in the seat. All right, well, you're not going to use this converter? Like, come on, man. This is quality. And you would literally come into rehearsals and sessions and be like, what are you doing? <sighs> let me fix this. Let me fix it. And yeah. let me fix it. I never left the chair. I kept fixing stuff. Yeah. And sure enough, all right, well, I'm the only guy here who knows how to engineer this stuff. All right, bump it. I'll do that. And hey, now I'm part of the band as an engineer. And that's just, it just kept growing from there. And I just ended up literally being part of the band as an engineer. It's crazy. Like, it's odd. <laughs> but yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy that I fell into it. And what's interesting about audio engineering, out of everything I've done, it's the only thing I wanted to get good at. I never wanted to practice piano or trumpet or xylophone or French horn mess around with drums. I never want to practice that. Audio engineering, I want to practice that. You are maniacal about it. I, it's still to this day, I've learned to turn it down, but please believe <laughs> it still burns. It's in there, it's burning. Man, what's crazy, man. I remember us probably about 12 to 15 years ago, we had a conversation and we were talking about dating. Oh, we, you know, both we were both single at the time, mm -hmm. and we were we were comparing. All right, so I promise we're not sexist, but we were comparing women to, and we we're just not comparing. We were trying to figure like we, you were talking, you were interested in a couple people, mm -hmm. and you would relate them to pieces of audio equipment. Mm -hmm. You know, she's like a Neumann. In, Mm -hmm. He was a U87 or something like that. Yep. Nailed and it. she only a sure beta 55, 57, yeah, yeah. 58. Dependable, but not flashy. Not <laughs> we didn't get the job done. Like in the end, you know, I may have her, but it's a lot of upkeep. I have her. She's gonna be with me forever. <laughs> Dents and bruises, I can drop everything, but she's gonna be there. <laughs> but you know, you look at that, it's you know, that it just shows your passion for the craft. Yeah. Um, and while those those people may not be around, the gear still is. Yeah, <laughs> the gear still is. The, the oldest piece of equipment I have is my power supply. And that sucker has been steady. Steady for a long time, dense and all. So, so Art, you know, so looking at how you, you kind of fell into audio engineering and, you know, you found the craft and you found something that you were passionate about, you know, just, you know, for the sake of folks watching and listening, just kind of give us a snapshot of where it's taken you and who you've worked with and or toured with and all the good jazz. So on, let's see, on the roster, and Nina Payne got on me about this, so I, I haven't forgotten, Nina. The first band, Hot Sauce. Hot Sauce was the first band um, uh, for folks who don't know about hot sauce dope band out of detroit amazing band out of detroit yeah. um i know a little bit about hot sauce you know a little bit about them yeah so i started for hot sauce and then um 
just, you know, working around town, I've worked for with a lot of people, but I always, you know, want to say there's there's folks I've subbed with, but there's folks I've literally been on the roster. So I always claim those folks. So uh the first artist was Mayor Hawthorne. Um, and then from Mayor Hawthorne, he has uh uh Tuxedo, which is a group he has with Jake One. Uh, and then he has Jaded Incorporated, which is a group he has with the producer 14KT, who was out cold. Um so from Mayor Hawthorne, then it was Fantasia. You talking about Fantasia from American Idol? A Fantasia, American Idol Fantasia. Yeah. And then uh, from Fantasia, Tove Low. And t- from Tove Low, uh, Leanne LaHavis. Oh, she's amazing. And yeah, Leanne is all, just her and the guitar. That's. Her and the guitar, she's fantastic with the band, but her and the guitar is amazing. Um, and then uh, CeeLo. So now um, CeeLo is, I'm his front house engineer. I've been with Lowe now for, gosh, five years. Yeah. And that, that's the five. roster. Yeah, that's the folks that I've worked with, and, you know, just, you consistently. know. Consistently. Well, that was like, you look on the writer, my name is there. Now, right. there's a lot of folks that I've worked with, but I never want to kind of claim them because I'm subbing, you know, they're not my Teddy, artists. I don't know, Teddy Riley might count. Oh, yeah, Ted. That's right, Ted. Yeah, Ted and Blackstreet. I was with um, uh, with Blackstreet. I'm still on the roster as a sub. Um, but yeah, Teddy Riley too. So I think you're being, personally, I think you're being modest. I know, I know about some of these names and these tours you've been on. Yeah. But it's okay. I'll, yeah. I'll, 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 yeah. I'll let you... Uh, I'll let you have that one for a little bit. Keep it simple. We might put the whole list of folks though on the... I mean, yeah, but folks that I've <laughs> subbed with, you know, like I've I've subbed, not my artist, but I've subbed. Um, the Internet, Shanae Aiko, oh. Erica Badu, yes. uh, Najee, Andy Grammer. Andy's fresh. Andy's great. That band... I've I've never met anybody that friendly. I truly believe that those dudes are criminals. <laughs> and they had to give them a whole new identity. And because of that, they have to be super nice. Because if they show any sign of the people they were before. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. <laughs> no one's that nice. <laughs> no one. No one's that nice. Oh, man. Um, Gosh, who else? Uh, Juice World, um, huh? And that's folks like going out. Like I've gotten a check from. Now, when it comes to just people who come through town, yeah. everybody. It's a lot of folks. Yeah. There's a whole lot of folks. You, you, you've you've seen. Oh, what's old girl's name? She's a fantastic singer. Oh, Queen Nyjah. Queen oh, Nyjah. She's dope. She's dope. Yeah. She. Um. I watched her uh, sing "A Man to Tears." Well, you said sing a man to tears. We were in St. Louis and she was doing, uh, what's the Whitney Houston song? I have nothing, I have nothing, I have nothing. I have nothing. So <laughs> she went to sing that song for sound check. So I'm at front house like, ooh, uh, okay, that's that's a hard song to that's, warm is, up to. That is a real song. When I tell you she nailed it, she nailed it. And I'm at front house like, I knew she could sing and I knew she was a great singer. But there's certain songs that 
That was that was sound check. That was sound check. There's certain songs you don't reach you for. You don't even play for you don't play with that on sound check. You don't play with it on sound check. That's not the time to. Like like male singers singing like Luther. Like just certain people, leave them alone. You don't want to go. She went for Whitney and nailed it. And it was a stage hand there. And the dude was, man, she sung me to tears. And I'm like, all right. You kind of different guy, so he, but he was working. He's a pro- working professional. He's a working professional. He hears singers all the time. She is that good. Wow. So yeah, her. There probably some other folks. SWV. Um, there's some other folks who have snuck up. But once again, they're not my artist. I just <laughs> subbed. I just subbed. But it's it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. I don't no problems. <laughs> no nah, man. It's but I, I think it's amazing to you know kind of see going from. I'm good with music. I come from an engineering background. Mm. Oh my God, I found my passion in this place of a thing that I'm, I'm gifted with, a thing that I've learned. I found, I took my gift and my skill and I put mm. them together yeah. and they, and in the middle, I found my passion. Yeah. And that's crazy. That's, it's wild. Cause I, I would have never called it like at all. Like if you would have told me coming out of college that I was going to be a professional audio engineer, I would have, then I would have had some choice words for you. <laughs> like, nah, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be a producer. Like, nah, yeah. I'm gonna produce for Ghostface and I'm gonna produce for Justin Timberlake. That was my goal. I remember I JT. JT yeah. and Ghost. Like, that's what I was going for. And uh, yeah, I done messed around. And, and how many countries have you been to now? Who knows? I don't know, I gotta look. I gotta scan through. I, like I tell people like, you know, say, yeah, you know, going through Europe, man, Europe has a lot of bread. Like you eat a, like everywhere. Like, I don't know, <laughs> so many carbs. Like how people eat so much bread? And it's like, <laughs> you saying Europe? I'm like, yeah. Like, oh, so you've been to most of Europe. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I actually have. <laughs> like, a yeah. Times over, maybe. Yeah, I've been to Europe a lot and it's a lot of bread. Like, <laughs> I just don't understand like how people don't have problems eating that much bread. Oh man. <laughs> that ain't good, bro. And y'all know too, you know you can't eat a ton of bread because you're gonna pay for it later. You better drink some water with it <laughs> or some metamucil, because it's gonna come back to get you. You can't eat that much bread. Oh man. Yeah, that's well. Yeah. You know. You're right. You enjoy too many biscuits and see what happens. I I have. Yeah, exactly. I, you not, know. We're not, we're not talking about that today. Yeah. But y'all know. <laughs> we all in this together. Oh <laughs> um, man, so I want I want to talk about this this idea of finding passion cuz I don't know, I, I, you, you I mean you know me and I'm obsessed with the idea of help, like people finding their passions mm-hmm. and this idea when you find your passion it feeds itself. Example, you didn't want to practice music, you were good at it. It was fun with, with, when you were with your friends, but if I'm not with my friends or like producing, eh. yeah, I'm not practicing no. 100%. But when you found engineering, you dove, you dove in head first, feet feet gladly following. Um, yeah, and you could stay in there for hours. Actually, really more like days and weeks, because we can you can call me. We can talk for two hours about gear. Yes, <laughs> easy. Not the other part of former gear, like yeah. actual real gear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, now, what what was it like? Just that experience of realizing, oh my God, I love this. Like, what, how was it different from doing stuff that you were good at or stuff, stuff that you thought you should do or had learned to do versus mm-hmm. I just walked into something that just blew my mind? Hmm. I, it's it's, it's kind of, you know, thinking because there was always 
like the transition wasn't a smooth one between there. producing and engineering. Like once I knew that the door was closing on producing, like it was dark. I'm like, I'm, I'm going to be an engineer. Like, this is cool. But like, yo, this is what my passion was. Like, I wanted to be a producer. Right. And then shifting over into engineering and, you know, going through the the growing pains of engineering. And it was, you know, it was it was interesting at first. I think, you know, once I once I, I hit a point where I realized, yo, I'm decent at this. Like and and I'm making money, then, yo, I think I might be able to do this for myself, like full time, like, you know, just work for myself. All right, well, yeah, let me let me branch out and kind of start doing this. And then, as I'm doing it and I'm getting better and better at it, I'm like, yo, like, like I want to be good at this. Mm. Like, all right, well, if I want to be good at this, then I need to be using what they're using. So let me consistently just keep working to put myself in a position where I can either buy what they're using or have access to what they're using. Right. And then it just kind of kept kind of kept growing until I hit a point where I'm like, yo, like the book I'm reading right now is I think it is the book you gave me. The four hour work week, there was the one of the questions was if you had a heart attack and could only work for two days or two hours a day, what would you do? I'm like, oh, mix a concert, easy. So if you can only work for two hours a week, what would you do? I was like, oh, easy, mix a concert. Like, that's no question. Like, oh, snap. That's my thing. That's my thing. Like, and I, this is within maybe a few weeks ago that I realized, like, no, this is my thing. Yeah. Like, I've always thought that it might be something else. But no, like, this is my thing. Like, this is what I like doing. Now, I don't like airplanes, <laughs> but <laughs> that's just one of the things you just got to take an L on doing this thing. But like, yo, this is what I like doing. So, all right. So finding the passion, I think there was a moment that I realized I was really good at it. But even then, like, that was, let's see, if I graduated college 2005, when I finally realized, hey, you know what? I'm actually kind of good at this. This was nine years later. Mm. Where I went, yo, I'm good at this. Like, and all were, right. And you were already working at that I point. was working. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm on my third tour at that point. And I'm like, yo. But at that point, I'm like, all right. I'm going to start going after people. Like, all right, cool. Like, I'm good. But now, like, I'm ready to start competing. Like, mm. like, you know, now I'm like, all right, cool. Like, I've got a bag, yeah. not what's in the bag yet, but I got a bag. All right, cool. Let me see what everybody's doing. I'm going to start, like, putting this together. And, yeah. you know, if I'm on a tour with another engineer, right, let me see how I match up real quick. I'm going to give him a run for his money. You may be in the support spot, but I'm going <laughs> to make it hard on you. Yeah, yeah. So let me ask you this. So think, thinking about that, this idea of competition, did you ever deal with imposter syndrome or anything? Imposter syndrome. Oh, what's imposter so syndrome? The, the idea that I'm not good enough. I shouldn't be in this place. No, because that's never hit me because there was just this competitive fire. I've never, it's never been a, I, I shouldn't be here. It's I'm here. Let me prove that I should, like, I should be here. Let me prove that. Let me find a way to stay here. Mm. Like I've, I can like, you know, you mentioned Bruno when we were doing support for Bruno in Europe, 
Bruno's engineer was kicking my butt every night. Every night, I'm listening to him going, how is he getting it to sound like that? And I'm looking at what he's doing. You know, I'm watching him from afar and he kind of sees me looking at what he's doing. I'm like, hey man, you know I'm back here stealing. He was like, oh, you ain't gotta stand back there. Like, I'll show you everything I'm doing. And that's one dope thing that I've, I've realized with working with the guys who are like at the top of the game. Yeah. They'll show you everything they're doing. There are no secrets. They'll mm-hmm. show you everything. The guys who aren't that dope are the ones that are hiding. The mm-hmm. ones who are the coldest. Oh, I had one cat show me his whole file, walk me through channel by channel. And I'm like, yo, but you're that cold. It's kind of like, you know, when you look at NBA players, like, yo, I'll show you all my moves. Yeah. You ain't going to stop me, but I'll show you all my moves. <laughs> right. But it was like that, like, yo, like, I'll show you what I'm doing, but you have to understand the theory behind it in order to apply it. Right. So seeing that, I was like, oh, okay. Uh, yo, I want to be like that. You know, I want to be cool like that. So. So with that in mind, so thinking about these folks who, you know, you have your peers and you have like the folks that you're chasing after these, you know, the, uh, I'm going to screw some names up. Uh, Trist, uh, Lenny, not Lenny, uh, the, uh, the guy who's got uh, the garage, uh, got the YouTube channel. Oh, you talking about? Uh, um, you're not talking about Pensado. Yes, Pensado. Oh, Corner. Dave. Yeah, you so, talking about studio? That's a whole nother ball well, game. So, but, but, but yeah, but, but still. But yeah. So you, you look at these folks who are setting the bar for you and your peer group, and you, you mm-hmm. know, you guys are as you continue to get better. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how are you approaching one getting better, and two, how are you paying it forward and helping? The next generation is coming behind you. Uh, it's interesting because we're in a field that's subjective. Mm. So how do you know you're better, really? Um, and I know one thing I've learned in school, you know, uh, that U of M taught us was we know how to analyze. Like you know how to analyze and when you're learning how to play, you learn by mimicking. So what happens is you just keep mimicking. You find somebody you think is dope. I remember the first musician I attempted to mimic was Freddie Hubbard. I was like, yo, I can follow Freddie's, you know, solos. Like, all right, let me mimic Freddie and just learn his licks. It's the same thought process with engineering. The guy who taught me, Mike Brown, said, I'm gonna teach you how to hear. Once I teach you how to hear, you'll learn how to mix. Because once I train your ear, you know what a good mix sounds like. So he would tell me, only listen to great mixes. So another hot sauce story. Uh, You all had a record that y'all recorded in the attic of the hot sauce house. Bunch of records we recorded in the attic. And (laughs) y'all wanted it to sound like voodoo, D'Angelo's voodoo. And I'm like, all right, and I knew, you know, a couple of the joints on there. That was the first record I ever listened to and went, dang, this does sound good. I can't make y'all stuff sound like this. <laughs> like, this is amazing. Like, no, like there's so many levels of me not being able to make it sound like this. Yeah. But ever since then, Russell Elevato, I've been chasing it. Mm-hmm. Like, like legit, like even now, like I compare my stuff to his. Now, am I going to sound like Russell Elevato. I don't use tape. I use a hybrid system. So no. And he has his own style. But in mimicking him, you know, I can now develop my own style. Mm -hmm. You know, when you think about it, like I was listening to a podcast, Parliament Funkadelics, and they were talking about Clinton 
and Bootsy Collins. Yeah. When Bootsy was singing, he was imitating Jimi Hendrix. Wow. That was his Jimi Hendrix impersonation. Really? When you hear Jimi Hendrix sing, okay. he's impersonating Elvis. That's his Elvis impersonation. So you see, when you look at it, does Jimi Hendrix sound like Elvis? No. No. But he took what Elvis did and he made it his own. Right. Does Bootsy sound like Jimmy? No. Does he sound like Elvis? Nah, absolutely not. But he mimicked what Jimmy did and it ended up making it his own. Yeah, baby. Yeah, you see the baby, but you hear the yeah. tone of his voice yeah. and think about how Jimmy sang. Right. That's all mimicking. So it's the same thought process where I'm mean, like, you know, let me, there's, you know, I'm a big Russell Lovato fan and a big uh, Mick Gazowski fan who makes um, Daft Punk Random Access Memories and a whole bunch of other stuff. But I listen to them and I go, you know what? No, I can, I can kind of hear some things with that. I'm going to pattern myself after them. Mm-hmm. Or even from a live sound standpoint, there was some engineers where I'll listen to them and go, all right, he's doing what? All right, yo, I like that. I'll, I'll take that from him. Right. All right, well, you know, his snare is cold. I'm going to take that from Kilo. I'm going to take that snare sound. Like, yeah, and you, you put together your own sound. So when it comes to something subjective, you got to find something that you think is dope, and you just keep comparing, and you just switch, and after a while, you listen to their mix, and you listen to yours, and you go, okay, cool. We could be in the same playlist. Like, yours sounds dope, but yeah, mine's ain't bad coming up after yours. That's I, cool. I like that idea. We can be in the same playlist. Yeah, it's we not can about be sounding the same. Yeah. But we can play in the same territory. We can play good. in the same territory. So how so how are you how are you paying that forward to the next generation? This idea like folks showing you how things work or helping you to understand how to think about things. The guy who taught me, Mike Brown, Mike told me, basically I said, Hey, you know, Mike, I can't thank you enough for showing me like how to hear. Right. Um, like how do I repay you? And he said, Teach the next man and charge them the same amount I charged you. Wow. And I went, Oh. And legit, all the guys I know who are dope, I don't, of course, they all haven't talked to Mike, but they've always been like that. Mm -hmm. So I've always had that mindset of, yo, the dudes who are colder that way, all right, cool, I'm going to be like them. So if it's, if I see like a young cat, I'm always saying, hey, look, hit me up, hit me up. Let me know what you got going on. Hit me up. I'm not going to hit you up. You hit me up. I'm not hitting you up. If you want it, then come, come it. on, come get it. Yep. But you know, you know, if you don't want it, then I'm a no. So with cats, like, you know, there's been a couple folks where I'm like, hey, look, let me know what you're doing. Like, always let me know what you're doing. I'll tell you, like when I when I started, uh, it's another thing I learned from you. Another thing I learned from you was how important it was to have mentors. <laughs> I didn't trust people in the beginning. <laughs> for, yeah, I didn't trust people. Yeah. Um, so I wasn't cool with having a mentor because I'm like, yo, I, ain't, I, don't, I don't trust people like that. But you will always talk about, yeah, this, I got this mentor. I was like, how are you just getting mentors just left and right? Like, how are you getting these people? And getting to a point where I did have mentors or folks I can talk to and just full disclosure, yo, this is what's going on. How do I charge? Yo, how right. do like how do I do all this stuff? And them being just completely 
honest with me. They told me how much money they made. I'm like, oh my gosh, what? I'm like, yeah, dude, do it like this and like this. Tell them you want this much. I'm like, all right, let's see. I want this much. They said, yes. <laughs> what? Yeah, man. And putting you up on game. I'm like, yo, had I known this. So now when I see Cass, I'm like, yo, all right, if you if you really want to be down, all right, cool. I'm going to show you everything. Like, I'm going to show you everything that I was taught to me from how, you know, outside of business to how I budget my whole thought process just right. life-wise. I'm going to show you all that. I'm going to show you the numbers, everything. Yeah. Towards there's obstacles that you don't have to go through that, or no, not to say the obstacles you don't have to go through. There's going to be obstacles that you do go through but I'm gonna show you how to run the course mm. versus me running and jumping. Oh, I tripped over that one. Oh, there's a hole there. Oop, sprained my ankle. I can tell you, hey, look, don't mess with them. They snakes, leave them alone. Yo, he is a snake, but he ain't as venomous as they are. Like, <laughs> he's cool. You can work with him. He's all right. Yeah. But it took me learning that where I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Or if I've made a mistake and I still make mistakes and telling people, yo, I made this mistake. Like, you don't do this. Don't do this. If you ever get to a position where you get, you know, to this place, let me know. Because I don't want you to make the same mistake I did. And it's dope to watch people, you know, who are younger. You know, I, I've got one homie who at 25, I'm like, dang, dude, like, you Luke Skywalker now, homie. Like, <laughs> yo, like you Luke at 25. Like, yeah. yo, bro, it took me a minute to learn how to kind of move around with a lightsaber. Like, yo, you cutting heads already. <laughs> How'd you get to this point? But it was like, yo, like there's certain things you showed me. Like, right. I didn't know how to do this. You literally showed me how to do it. That's amazing. Yeah, that's dope. It's actually kind of dope to see where I'm like, oh, all right, I don't want to take credit for it. And I, whenever they want to give me credit, I said, don't do it. You hustled. I just kind of, you know, gave you some tips here and there. You talked about mistakes. What's the biggest mistake of your life? Not professional. Overall. Worst thing. The biggest? Oh, that's probably a couple things. Uh, one, no one ever taught me how to quit. Ooh. I knew how to get the job. I didn't know how to lead a job. Yeah. So there's been many situations I've just stayed in yeah. that I didn't need to be in. And it was me talking to, I call them big homies, talking to the big homies afterwards and saying, well, yeah, you know, this situation happened like this. It was like, oh, yeah, dude, you can't work with every band. I'm like, wait, what? So, yeah, no, you can't work with everybody. There's some people you're not going to work well with. I was like, oh, I thought that was a slight against me. And they, folks were like, yeah, I didn't work with this group and this group and this group. I'm like, yo, those groups are all dope. I was like, yeah, you think they're. Their music is dope, but yeah. the situation isn't. Right, right. I'm like, oh, I didn't know that. So that's one thing I learned that that I I was always I was very good at getting the job, but I wasn't good at realizing that this wasn't the situation for me. So a lot mm -hmm. of times I stayed too long. Yeah. And there are, I don't want to say bridges that got burned. But there's definitely some ashes on the edges. <laughs> I'm staying a little too long. And I just know from a personality standpoint, I'm like, 
always looking to get better, get better, get better. Yeah. Not everyone's like that. So you have to make sure you're mm. in a situation where some people are like, hey, look, we're, we're doing this having fun. And I'm like, no, we need to do this to be the best at it. Like, let's go at it like this. You know, we had these mistakes this show. Right. Let's improve them. It's like, yeah, mistakes. Fine. The audience was happy with it. And learning that balance. Mm. But still, like, realizing that wasn't the situation. So, one, that. Two, living in the moment is one thing I had to learn. Because I was always thinking forward. Always thinking forward and never thinking about where... I'm at at the moment. Like I'm, I'm in, gosh, I'm in, in what? Saint something, Saint something, whatever the case, I'm in Portugal. And I'm in my hotel room thinking about the next move or the next, you know, show what's the next tour, you know, all that. Dude, you have a day off in Portugal. A day off? Yes. Get out of your hotel room and go do something. Yeah. But me, I was so forward thinking I was never in the moment. So at this point, it's it's kind of, I don't say it's sort of dope, you know, given the landscape of what's going on. But life-wise, I've hit a point where I'm like, yo, I ain't just living a moment. Like if I could tell young me anything, it's like, hey, look, you're going to get there. But you thinking about it ain't going to move you any further. Just chill out, play more PlayStation, see your <laughs> friends, see your family, be easy. But you thinking about it isn't going to get you there any faster. You know, it, it, I tell folks, it takes you so long to bake a cake. Ain't nothing you can do. You can turn up the heat. It ain't going to get you any further. You're going to end up burning what you're making. So... I think you just said the dog pound off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that that's really good advice. In fact, you know, so one one of the questions I ask everybody who sits in that seat right there today, right now, this moment at, as we speak is the youngest that you will ever be again. Yes. The absolute youngest that you'll ever be. Who do you want to be when you grow up? I want to be me. I'm dope. <laughs> I don't be nobody else. I'm awesome. So. You know, I want to be a better me, but who do I want to be when I grow up? I want to be me. I'm cold. It's figuring out how to be me better. Yeah. That's what I want to do. Like, there's certain abilities and personality traits that I have that are solid, but I just need to be better at, you know, being me. But who do I want to be like? I want to be like me. I'm the best bet I got. Mm. <laughs> I ain't going to invest in somebody else. I'm investing in me. I'm awesome. Man, so how are you investing in yourself today in order to become that better you? Well, I read more than I've ever read before in my life. I just read more. You look at other folks' stories. One thing, you know, folks a lot of times see folks' successes. It, it, when we do see folks' failures, it's within some program, and the program lasts 30 minutes to an hour. Mm -hmm. So you see you know, them rise, fall, rise again. It don't work like that. It's not, it, life don't happen in 60 minutes. And, and, and with that, not to get too biblical, but I, I think about like Job, the story of Job, and what all happened to Job, but in the end, it was only a year. Job had a bad year. 
That was it. And being, once again, living in a moment thinking, you know what? It's all good. Like, yo, like, dial it back. Like, it's cool. Like, be in the moment. Be present. You know, help the folks around you. Like, that's, that's how you work on yourself. You know, I, I, I say you get better. I was telling a friend of mine this. You get, I find for myself, but this works for other folks as well. You get better through exposure. I tell people... I became better by being around people who were better, who were better than me. Like, that's how I got better. Like, I got better. Like, I, I tell folks, if you want to learn how to do something, get around professionals. Like, the, one of the best experiences I ever had was uh, CeeLo did a show, uh, Ace Hotel, that got recorded, and it's on one of these networks. And everybody there was dope. It was just like a collective dopeness. Everybody, <laughs> like everybody was dope. Yeah. And when everybody is dope, like you can marvel in what they do. Like that was the first time I ever saw a guy doing lights and I'm like, yo, it looks amazing in here. Oh my gosh, you have a gift for lights. Like who knew? Or you're seeing people who are, are, are carpenters or people who do wardrobe set design and you're seeing all these people who are dope at what they do and it's like oh snap i'm here too wow. like yo i'm here with these dope people like this is amazing like this is our code so in, in wanting to get better surround yourself with people who are dope you know who are who are dope at whatever they do they don't have to be you know some amazing politician or some genius level it can be anything. Uh, somebody can be dope at cooking dinner. Right. Something as simple as that. But when you watch them, there's something you can learn from it. Like even something as simple as that. You know, someone who's a great cook, you can see the the passion they have when they do it. Right. You can take from that. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to necessarily take their recipes or anything like that and go home and say, you know what, I'm gonna make. You know, I got a homie who's a his wife's a. An amazing cook. Like, she can make anything. Like, you know what? I'm going to go home and make coconut shrimp. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not doing that. I'm not going home and making coconut shrimp. But you can see the passion that she has for cooking and uh, and, and the caring, you know, uh, approach that she has when she goes and she does it. You right. think, you know what? Yo, I got to apply that to what I do. One right. thing I got to, I, I learned from a homie of mine. I'm just a bunch of shout outs. Marciano, that's my man. Um, I never thought of the artists that I worked with as clients. Mm -hmm. they, that was the first time I ever heard someone say, we well, you know what, you know, for my client, I provide this. And thinking of them as a client, when they're a client, you're providing a service. I'm not just their audio engineer. No, they're my client. So there's a service that I'm providing for them. So sure. when you think of it like that, then if I'm providing a service, then in being in this service position, I need to do this with a passion, not be an audio engineer with a passion, provide my service with a passion. So sure. it goes beyond that. Right. It goes beyond just putting together a dope mix. It's being a dope person because when you're out on the road, you got to live with these people. You know what I'm saying? You can be a fantastic engineer, but if you're a dirtbag, you're not going out on the road. <laughs> really? That's real. Like you can work on your craft all you want, but I got to live on a bus with you. And if you are not clean and if you are a terrible person, 
you won't be there long and word will get around and you will be a local audio engineer working at some club that nobody likes and they mm -hmm. hire you and they don't pay you a whole lot of money right. because you have no other options and you're going to be there. Now, if you were a little nicer and watched your mama cook dinner and see the passion that she had <laughs> and the love she put into it, then you would have had that same passion and love that uh, that you could have put into your work. Right now, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's just being around people who are professional, people who care about what they do. That's how you get better. Read about folk stories. Read about the people who were dirtbags. Like, really? Like, and then learn from them and go, you know what? I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do it. That's not a good move. No. He he didn't. Uh, one thing I learned about myself, I'm not a great motivator. <laughs> like, I'm not. I'm not a great motivator. That's not my bag. Like, I'm, I'm, you know, I'll get it done. And, you know, I'm like being a professional and, you know, taking charge. But when it comes to motivating people, a lot of the folks in my life have motivated me by kicking me in the butt. And I've learned that <laughs> not all people you can kick in the butt like that. You kick some people in the butt, they're going to cry. Like, what are you doing? They might kick back. Yeah, if you kick back, it's like, cool, you feisty. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I need. We need to be kicking butt. Like, let's go. But if I kick you in the butt and you cry, it's like, yo, it's not, yo, you need to toughen up. It's no, your method didn't work. <laughs> at the end of the day, it's about results. It's not about me being right. right. Did we get the result we were looking for? No, you're wrong then. Right. You need to fix you. So you learn that. That's how you get better. It's not just from a technical standpoint. You become a better engineer by being a better person. You know that as a, as a musician. Right. You know, working with other musicians, it's all synergistic. Hey, that's a word. That's, ah, that's one of the words okay. you don't like. That's one of the words you don't like. He's like, I don't like synergy. But it's a synergistic <laughs> thing where, you know, it's not you just being a dope musician. Right. And a lot of a lot of who you are comes out in how you play. Right. So if you're a trash person, it's going to come out in how you play. Yeah. But if you're a dope person, think about all the musicians. And I'm saying uh, a lot of musicians are weird. But think about <laughs> a lot of the musicians that you know who are really, really dope. And you you see how they are as a person outside of their eclecticness or whatever. Sure. You can see that a lot of them are like really kind of emotional people that really wear their heart on the sleeve. Right. But it right. comes out in their music. That's one thing I like about Tove. Like with Tove Low, you want to get to know Tove, listen to her music. Wow. Like listen to all of her music. Don't just listen to the hits and think, you know, one way about her. No, listen to all of her music. She puts out who she is in her mm. music. It's unfiltered, like everything. A lot of thoughts that we have, we don't want people to know. You know what I'm saying? You could be a great person, but A, we all have needs. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you listen to someone's you know, music and think, oh, they're a freak. Everybody's a freak. That's how the population works. Really. You got to be a freak. If you're not freaky, then you ain't making kids. But and the thing, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's how it works. That's how it works. That's how this works. But you have people who want to be a certain way. Right. But no, you know, it's not like that. You know, right. she puts everything out there. So once again, who you are, my whole goal is to become a better person and becoming a better person. Hopefully I'll become a better professional. Man, I love it.
So let me ask you this last question. How can me, our listeners and our audience, how can we support who you're becoming and all the things you're doing? My cash app is no. <laughs> no hey, you know, that, that, that was the first. That was good. That was good. You know what? Um, I, I have, have since kind of cut down on, on social media um, just because I spent so much time on it. But I got a buddy. We, we all know Blanchard, Sean Blanchard. I started reading because of Blanchard. Mm. Blanchard was putting up all these books and I'm like, dang, that brother's reading. Y'all need to start reading. And we all know about the, the, you know, the phrase, if you want to hide something from a black person, put it in, in the book. book. Yep. And I was like, oh, all right, y'all ain't hiding nothing from me. I'm gonna start reading. <laughs> I'm gonna learn all this stuff. And I, I thought about that. If you want to contribute to me, be dope in public. Ooh. That's how you contribute. Be dope in public. Because now everybody sees that. Now you're an example to where somebody can look at it. Think, I think right now I'm wearing a polo skull cap and a polo shirt and my closet has a bunch of polo in it. I'm a Ralph Lauren fan. You know how that happened? Because in high school, there was a dude named George who had a polo shirt on and had whatever jeans and had on some rock ports. And I'm like, yo, that's dope. I want to be like that dude. And I've been wearing polo ever since. Yeah. Why? Because he showed his dopeness. Mm -hmm. And I saw it and I wanted to mimic it. And I'm like, yo, that's cool. I'm going to be like him. Like, I'm going to start doing that. So that's how you're dope. If you want to help me be dope in public, be dope on social media. You know, if you made a mistake, show your mistakes. That's dope. Show all that stuff. Yeah. That's how you help not only me, but you help everybody doing it that way. Mic drop. Yeah. <laughs> no, don't drop the mic. People do that. I'm like, no, you know how much that microphone costs? <laughs> don't mic drop. <laughs> That's a thousand dollar mic. <laughs> Unless it's a sure. Yeah, if it's a sure 58 or 57, it's dependable. Feedback, feedback yeah, sucks. you know, it'll, you drop it, but that <laughs> thing is going to be dependable. It'll be with you for a long time. You need to find a person like that in your life. I need to find a person like that in my life. I had a plant die on me and it hurts. Like, oh, man. My plant's not a 57. No, well, I appreciate you being a 57 and 58 in my life, man. Thank you for hanging out with me on the Be Better podcast. Um, to all the listeners, you can find you can find our even though he said don't follow him you should follow him still you can find me you can find him um, yeah. unless you need to not find him yep nope you can find me just look for me yeah I'll, I'll pop up i'll google me all right until next time i'm jeff ponders the second thank you guys so much thank you art